Craig Palmer had to learn to walk again after suffering a horror accident at work. But now he's the player turned assistant manager who's getting Arthurly up and running again. The Barhead side have played 20 league games this season and incredibly they've won 19 and drawn the other. Craig joins us this week to look at just how they've got the Dunterley Park outfit flying at the top of Conference A in the West of Scotland League. We hear about the Moners who are setting the standards and who's the biggest farter in the dressing room. Craig also takes us back to those dark days recovering from that spell in intensive care and reveals just how much the football community rallied round to help. There's also the way he uses his positive outlook on life to help players going through injury setbacks themselves nowadays. Recorded from the home of Glasgow Girls Football Club, it's all here as we go down the divisions. Good to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. Well, a couple of firsts this week, Paul. Uh, we're First of all, we're recording from the studio at the home of Glasgow Girls Football Club in Budhill in the city's east end. And it's the first time we've actually done a show with everybody in the same room. It's much more nerve-wracking, Gareth, I think, uh Actually sitting You've not been yourself today, I must no, admit. No, I, I find this awful strange. I'm very nervous. No, but in all seriousness, what a facility. Uh, obviously, you know, I've been involved in Glasgow Girls uh, over the last wee while. Uh, some big news in women's football this week. Yep. Obviously, the SPFL are going to be taking over the, the ladies' game. And one thing about Glasgow Girls is they're very ambitious, and this is just probably one of the initiatives that they've, they, they've put together in uh, building media studios and various things like that. So if anybody's out there and wants to come in and have a look at their media academy or wants to get involved in their media academy, get in touch. Uh, always looking for volunteers for the cover match day games and stuff like that. The clubs are really, really well run. Uh, run by a guy called Jim Strath D, who I think founded the club. And they've now got uh, girls football at all different levels. So... What a fantastic facility and really, really pleased to be allowed to do our podcast from here. Yep. Uh, thanks to, to Jim, Emma, Davey and the, everybody else here for, for having us today. Um, also, a quick thanks to our sponsors, media agency 44 Creative. Not only do they have photographers, graphic designers, videographers and video editors, to help promote your content, brand, organization, or event, they now offer website services too. They make creation personal and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com and we'll include that link in the show's description on your podcast player too. Back to the show and please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. My name is John McEwen, manager of Shorts Bonacord, and you're listening to Down the Division. Arthurly assistant manager Craig Palmer is on the show this week. Thanks for being with us, Craig. 
No, thanks for having us, guys. First time we've been able to look across at our, our guest, uh, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we chat some more, we've got the Down the Divisions Decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club from SPFL League One all the way down, then reveal the answer at the end of the show. Right, Craig, you ready for this? Ready. What do, what, what do, what do, you, what do you like with these normally? Are you quite good with the old general knowledge? Or? Ah, they're doing all too Always bad. talking themselves up, a bit of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, this week I'm looking for the club whose first ground was owned by a colliery in Ayrshire. The first game at their new ground in 1960 was kicked off by ex-Liverpool and Scotland star Ian St. John. Silent so far. Their first Scottish Junior Cup final appearance was also the first All-Ayrshire final. And they lifted their first of two Junior Cups in 1993 when their manager was ex-Scotland goalie Alan Ruff. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Very confident shout there from Paul. Craig? I think I know what it is. We'll find out the answer at the end of the show. My name's Tommy Sloan, Auchinleck Talbot manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Arthur, the assistant manager, Craig Palmer, is with us. Well, Craig, I mentioned in the intro there... Um, I guess there's only one place to start. Uh, 20 games played in Conference A. 19 wins, one draw, no defeats. Some start. It isn't half. Um, the, the boys have been magnificent. Uh, can't really fault them. Uh, I, it's, it's hard. I've been asked this in the papers and stuff, and we go as well, and you keep kind of repeating yourself. It's just it's just an unbelievable feat, um, whatever, whatever league you're in. Um, and just everything's been going good. Uh, and as I say, I, I just hope for more. Just hope for more. Um, it's, it's some of the we started back after Christmas, and uh, we had a lot of kind of people saying that we it wasn't the usual athlete because we, we we struggled taking kind of win games and blah blah. But th- at the end of the day, the boys just keep winning games, and it's just it's just a joy to be a part of. Just now, it's just a good place to be. If we take it back to uh, the season we had COVID, obviously Arthurly opted not to, to play in the league. Uh, I think the boys decided they were they were wanting a, a break from it. few teams have suffered from that. We had Neil Seanville on from uh, Les Mahego last week who really had a rebuilding job to do there, albeit they had a fantastic win in the weekend. How have you, how did you find, obviously it's been easy for you, you're top of the league, but how did you manage to, to get the boys all back together and did some of them go elsewhere? Yeah, a, a few of them went uh, elsewhere. It was... Um like we Jordan Laden and stuff got to Gart Cairn, Reese Donaldson at the time went to Gart Cairn. Uh, I passed a few boys on to my pal Gormley, who was at Rossfield at the ah. time as well. Uh, we tried to keep and had a wee <laughs> bit of a fight to get back. Uh, but no, the boys had kind of bought in, uh, the younger ones we kept uh, had bought in uh, what we were trying to kind of build and achieve and who we were bringing in and stuff. Uh, and I think, to be fair, I think we lost. Uh, Reese Donaldson decided to, to, to go to Gart Cairn. Um, and we lost one or two and Eddie McTernan who had signed who I'd played with uh, ended up retiring he did a lot of stuff on uh, so we did we, we ended up bringing in it got us kind of Lance Pierce who's who's been superb for us uh, and we brought in a couple of other boys but the majority kind of stayed and we as you say but we found it luckily enough because the boys were loyal to us we found it pretty easy but I know that a lot of the teams have have kind of struggled and it's and it's, it's not a nice situation with the full kind of way it's went um, but we've been we've been lucky. 
Obviously, having this unbeaten run, did you expect that when you when you got the boys back together? Did you did you think you would be up there challenging at the top of the league, or, or was that a surprise to you as well? No, um, as I say, I'm not one of these kind of guys that think too much about stuff. I always say to the boys, I know we go one game at a time, one, game, but I knew and I firmly believe, and I still do, with the, with the quality we've got in that changing room, that that that's where we should be, um, and we shouldn't we shouldn't really fear anyone. Um, and, and I think the boys are, are kind of showing that, and they believe that as well. Um, as I say, it's it's we, that, that's 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 all we kind of really believe for the start, and it's and it's coming to fruition hopefully, and hopefully we can keep going. No disrespect, Nelson, and finish the job. That's all we're focused on. The, the league is, is the main thing. I know we're still in all the cups and stuff, but just everybody's been focused for the start on the, on getting promotion this year. It's, it's some conference as well. That I mean, despite your record, I think you're just. Uh, a point ahead of shots. Yep, uh, yep. You know, I think they played a couple of games more than you, but it could be some finish there. I mean, you got. I think you. Well, you boys have got ten games to go, haven't you? So, do you think you can keep this unbeaten record or going on all the way, the Invincibles? Well, like, again, that's it's, it's why they wins it. That that I, I firmly believe. I say a game at a time, but I firmly believe that that they've done the hard work. Now they need they need to, they need to see it through. Uh, we don't think. Shots will lose another game, and that's no disrespect to anybody else. I just think they're a very good side as well. Uh, so we need to win. That, that's the way we are looking at it. I don't. I don't see shots losing. So we need to win. Do, do you get a sense as well? You know, you you hear teams who aren't doing so well talk about losing becoming a habit, and teams who are doing well saying winning becomes a habit. Do you sense in the changing rooms before a game on a Saturday now that the boys almost go out there expecting to win? Not that they're being complacent. But there's just so much confidence in the dressing room now that it's all clicking and going well, and they'll just go and do it again. Yeah, definitely, Gareth. Definitely, it's uh, even like the game Mary Hill. There was a wee bit of kind of, we didn't even have to. I think there was, like, I don't know if you heard yourself. There was a lot of kind of th- something possibly said about uh, things about us riding with luck and stuff. It came for the Mary Hill manager and stuff like that, uh, which I think was blown out of proportion a bit. Um, because I don't think Ross is like that. Um, and he's a he's a barhead man as well, exactly. isn't he? Exactly. Just your local. <laughs> exactly, Paul. But it gave we as I say the gaffer didn't even have to really give a team talk on Saturday. Uh, our boys were were right up for it. And I say I think that's we've, we had to we had to go to a few hard places. We'll see. We went to fourth. I think was the first game back after Christmas, and that was a really hard game. Um, just but the boys are just as we spoke about earlier. They ask question. They're just doing enough to win games. They just they, they just win games, and we can't fault them for it. That's they, I think they firmly believe in their own abilities, which they should, and that they're going to win every game. And if they if they apply themselves right and they go with the right kind of mentality and attitude, then I firmly believe and I back them that they will win the games they go and play. And you've obviously got two games in hand over shots and five over over Whitlock. So that's quite a. I know the guys got points on the board, but. For you now, if you just win those two games in hand, you would think it's the home straight, isn't it? That that will be seven. I mean, we've we've got the kind of the good thing is that we've we've played shots twice and we've beat them twice as well. So they kind of need we know they need favours. So it, it, it's totally in our hands. That uh, it's not as if we could go. We've got two games in hand, but we've still got shots to play twice. Um, so it, it's in our hands. As long as we don't lose the games, we win the league. I mean, tell us about. Obviously, you you're on the the coaching staff as an assistant manager. You got Andy McFadden as the as the manager. Yes. Um. And Ryan McArdle's still there. Ryan's a coach. Yeah. Ryan, yep. 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 And obviously a good friend of the show, Mark McKay's on the coaching staff as well. Yeah, we brought Mark in as well. Um, it, it, how, how it kind of happened was me and me and Ryan played it at Athelie. Um, 
and I had, had to retire from my, my accident stuff and Ryan had chucked it as well and we were staying friendly and I don't know how they weren't doing too well uh, under the previous manager um, and we just we, we were close and then we got asked a, a few questions uh, spoke to the kind of club and we had George Fotheringham with us at the time uh, George hasn't been there for a while now he's been work unfortunately so he's, he started to kind of come back now but we we spoke we, when we started it um, before COVID. We all took it and we brought Robert Kerr in as well as the goalie coach, a good friend of mine. And then we all kind of decided that we wanted to kind of coach uh, because I was new to it as well. And I was just, I didn't really have the experience. And we, well, Gio came up with the idea of Andy, who we knew had done really well at the 21s and stuff. So we asked him to come in as manager and uh, we just continued coaching. And it's just, to be fair, it's just, it's clicked. It's just been uh, really, really good. And we managed to assemble a a really, really good squad, and it, and it's just made it's made things easy. We just, you know, at this level we spoke about before we come on air. You you just need to keep these boys happy and and fit, and and let them go and do the job. And and as we spoke about again earlier, to be fair, they're they're doing the job, so it's it's it's, a, it's good, it's good, it's very good. That's clearly working. I mean, how how do you divide up the responsibilities? Do you do yourself sort of take the training? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a gaffer, he he just kind of he just watches. Uh, he watches training, obviously picture teams and stuff. And mm. me, Ryan, and Marky just now, uh, and Rab takes the goalies. Uh, we just we, we do the training. We just kind of meet earlier and we'll have a wee plan of what we're going to do, and so everything tries to kind of run smoothly. And there's no standing about. As we spoke about with the cold nights, and just just try and get everything moving, everything high tempo. The boys working, making sure they they kind of leave at night and they've, they've sweated and they've worked and they've got something out of it. Right? I mean, you mentioned the the win over Mary Hill. I mean, they've been growing in form over the season. So, tell us a bit about that game, um, because as I say, they they will have been pretty high on confidence as well. And I, I know you had, I, I know you mentioned that you know you used uh, what what had been said by the the Mary Hill manager Ross in uh, the build up to the game. But um, just in general, how good a performance was that? I, 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 it, it wasn't the park cut up very badly. It wasn't smashing football it wasn't sexy it wasn't sultry uh, we knew it wasn't going to be that but the boys went out up for it bang on it for the start to be honest Mary, Mary Hill the first 10-15 minutes that was more honest I said to PJ and Dak at the weekend as well I, I thought they, they, they should have scored and and they, they had a couple of wee half chances um, at the start which they'd done really well but after that for 20-25 minutes I thought we kind of won the battle we, we, we just kind of took over um, without can I any sexy and then Big Gary gets a good 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 finish for us. Uh, and and I just think it took it took a wee bit of bite out of them. Um in the second half it kinda was again it wasn't there was nothing really much happening and then Nad got the second goal for us and then I just think we I was never I say I said it as well, no no disrespect to Mary Hull, they've been flying, but I was never ever in doubt that we were going to lose that game. Never since that kinda happened. It was a uh, it was comfortable without any any great quality, and as I say, barring the first fifteen minutes, which I thought they they should have took the lead. And and this weekend, you're going, well, a trip to one of your former clubs, rather Glen Glencairn, um, in the Killy Pie West of Scotland Cup. I think they're they're sitting eleventh in the Premier League. How how tough is that going to be, and how, how good a test in terms of just to know exactly where you are in terms of the level you are playing at with the conference? Will will that be? Oh, it's a great test for us. Um, I mean, we've played. We played Ben Bub. We beat Ben Bub in the cup, um, who are f- absolutely flying just now. Um, I think uh, it was a great result for us. Uh, any of the bigger teams we play, as, I, as you say, is a great test for us. And with Glencairn, 
Glencairn are always a hard team. I don't think it matters where a Glencairn are bottom of the league, where they're fourth in the league, where they're mid-table. They, they just give you... And I know how Willie and Joe work. It, that'll be a hard game, and it'll be a great game for the boys. Um, and what I'm looking forward to, as you say, there's a lot of us with a lot of kind of history at Glencairn. We've, we've all been there, been it me, Ryan, Robert, Gio, the gaffer, every one of us, we've got Dale Simeon, Jordan Lane, Gary Smith, uh, all, all the kind of boys have came from Glencairn. So... No, we're really looking forward to it. It'll be a great test. It'll be a bit, bit tasty. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a, a tasty game. It'll be a good game. I think it, and it's a hopefully Glencairn's Park. I know the weather's not been great, but Glencairn's got a great park up there as well. Um, so hopefully it's a good, good football game, a good battle. And I know I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think they will as well. I think it's, I think it'll be a really good game. Back to the kind of league. Looking at the league, the, t- the top three teams have obviously got a golfing points, and the bottom three has a huge golfing. In points, but that middle section, you know, from your Kirk up, it really must be hard. There's no, it's not an easy game in there. You, you're looking at it; they've all won from your Kirk up. They've all had seven to ten victories this year. So, all credit to you guys because you know you've got a place like Muir Kirk. You're going up to Airdrie Stadium playing Glasgow University. It's not an easy tie there. It's no, and, and a lot of these teams, as you say, think that they can have smaller teams. Easy. Muir Kirk were a team that took points off us. Um, and I, if I'm looking at the league, I, I don't think they've done really well since they were. I think Muir Cup were top of the league the first couple of weeks, if I remember right. And then they got the draw off us. Um, was that away from home? That was at home. Was that we, home? We were we were three one up. We got a man sent off in fifty odd minutes. Uh, Gabby, I think it was, and we went. Th- we were one each, and we went three one up, and we conceded two set pieces in the last eight minutes. Um, so it, it was it was a horrible set. It was a silly game. They, they, they deserved a draw. They, they they battled on and they got the goals towards the end. Um, but again, with these teams, we've got Irvin Vicks in two weeks, and I keep saying to the, the boys in the management, Irvin Vicks have struggled, really struggled, and we played Irvin Vicks at the start of the season at Duntley, and we beat them, I think it was 2 or 3-1, and I, I thought it was one of the hardest games we've played this year, and as you said, they're right at the bottom of the league, and, and I just thought they were one of the hardest games we played. Well, it's funny you say that, I'd went down to watch them, I mentioned it on last week's show, that I'd went down to watch them against Les Mahego, and they battled and defensively, I thought they looked really, really good. I couldn't believe where they were in the league. They really, really troubled Les Mahego. It was a horrible day. Mm-hmm. It was, it wasn't a pitch that was they were ever going to play football on. It was direct football. It was in your face. But you know what? I couldn't believe. It. I walked away saying, you know, I, I look at results in the league, and and think, you know, if somebody's been beat quite heavily, there's a reason for that. It's four to five players. Are we in a stag do or, uh-huh. or, or whatever that, you know wherever they are or maybe just not committed but I couldn't believe it when I seen them because I really did I thought they were well organised and defended with bodies on the line I know against us as well they they were they were as you say they, they battled really well they broke well they were organised and, and they had uh, they had a wee boy at the back that, that we brought in for our first season we um, Fraser I think his dad's a manager Right, okay. Um and he he's he's a good we he's a good defender as well. He organises well and I the I I'm if I'm being honest, I'm surprised that they are where they are in the league just for the sheer fact of the the, the battling qualities. Uh, and and they, they didn't look too shabby football wise either. Um obviously as you say, maybe they've had problems with players. I don't see them every week, but I even ones like in Gaunt, as we spoke about Gaunt fourth the other week there, up to Glasgow Uni we played the seventeenth of December. We we we, we managed to win that. 3-2 but we won the great we were in we were in trouble for big parts of the game and big Gary Smith don't mind me saying he done absolutely nothing all game and then scored his two goals in about 10 minutes and that's just what the big guy does uh, 
it was uh, we've had a lot of hard games in this league. I know teams of people say that we've got the kind of easier conference, as you say, or that they're no disrespect. But I mean, I, I don't know if you can class it that way. As I say, we've played teams in other conferences, and and, and I feel no disrespect to our name, but we've played teams in other conferences and cups and stuff. And I think we get hard, the, the teams in our league at the bottom would get uh, they aren't any better than what's at the bottom of your league. As I say, I, I think they're just going on names and um, kind of stuff like. We're looking at. I know we say that we, we set. We're the, the target just now, so we're everybody's cup final. So that 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 in itself for me is 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 hard enough as it is that, that teams want to take that first kind of scalp of you, and that they're always up for it and they want to battle. And so a lot of teams don't like that. Um, but our boys, as I say, our boys, have, I felt on Saturday as well showed that. I felt we we won the battle early against Maryhill and in a lot of games fourth and stuff. We need to go there and show that we we can play football, but we're no soft touches. And I feel. I can only, I can really only applaud the boys that they, they battle when they need to and they play football when they need to. But it's, aye, it's it's good. It's good. Just stepping away from uh, football for a minute. Obviously, what I like to do, we've got listeners from all over uh, who might have tuned into this already and don't really know much about Arthurly or where they're based or where they're from. Can you give us a kind of brief background on on Arthurly and, and maybe where he's a, where where he play out of and you know where you've come from as a as a team. Uh, well, we, we we play we play at a barhead. Uh, Athlete play at a barhead, and uh, there's a, a few teams around them. They're kind of rivals with kind of Pork and Newston. That's the kind of the big games that the fans talk about. But is yeah. that goal class the South Side? Is it? Well, I that's the South Side derby. But I, I'd say that the, the the fans kind of do it more with it. They 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 have a kind of a laugh with it with the kind of Newston side because they're just up the hill. But I think there's a bit of rivalry. With, with Paul, even though they're a bit they're a bit over, but it, I think it, it's it's good. Um, but if you have known, if I've played the juniors and I've known Athley, we're always a top team. And uh, when you look back, as I say, I'm my first junior team at Beethorn, and it was uh, Frank Lynch, Johnny Muller, Convery, Derek Rodden, uh, Billy was a physio. I think they all had uh, good good spells at Athley. They won Scottish cups. They were they were a great side. Uh, you look back and hear about them with the guy boy Mark McLaughlin that played with Hamilton and. Charlie Hobbs, I played with Beaver, they had a good, good side. So I think we're just trying to, kinda, as a club for the committee and us as well, we're just trying to do our best to take them firstly back to the, the kinda, top league where we feel they should be um, and, and, and kind of go for there. As I say, when, when you go up there, we've already had chats that if, as I say, we're no counting more chickens, this league is, is far from done. Um, but if we go up there, you've got to go up there and kinda, try and compete. You don't want to just go up there and fight relegation. I know that's no, no a nice thing to hear, but... I, I think you've got to just go and kind of try and take them to where they were. I mean, we might never ever get to where Athlete were. Athlete were they were a great side in the past. I usually just probably know better than me, um, and they had a lot of good players and stuff. But we'll just try. Are to you trying to say we're older? <laughs> slightly, slightly. Not Shocking, too much. Gareth, aren't you? <laughs> you can go off somebody very quickly, can't you? Jesus, he just took one look at us. <laughs> uh, uh, you have had a hard paper round, to be fair, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but no, we're just trying to take them, but firstly back to the top league if possible. Um, and then kind of build for there and, and give the kind of fans a, a club to kind of support and be proud of again, if, if that's possible. And is it a well-supported club? It, it is a well-supported club. Um, and a, a, a lot of people use the, the word sleeping giant. Um, when I played, uh, I hated going to Dunley. It was always, <laughs> I, I, I think I won once or something out of my, my kind of 12 year, or 12, 12, 14 year career. It, I think I won once. It was always, just seemed to always be raining and wet and, just a horrible place to go, um, but I um, I forgot what I was saying now. What we talk about? 
Well supported. Well supported. Well supported. Sorry, I not that I think the fans kind of dwindled slightly um, over the last couple of years because they weren't doing too well. I don't know what that what, if that was the case or, or what, but we've seen a slow, steady rise back. Um, I mean, we played shots at Dunley, and I think there was maybe eight hundred or something, uh, including the season ticket. I think I think there was good six, seven, eight hundred. So supposedly, I think that was the number I was told. Um, we're expecting good for the a big game coming up, the Bonnie Rig game as well. We're expecting a, a big crowd as well. So and they'll bring a travel and support as well. They're, they're a good good side, big side. Um, so I know it's, it's slowly it's slowly coming back. Paul's slowly coming back. So I, th- I think the potential's there if if we can get a good team on the park and, and start doing well. You know, it's like with everything. If, you, if you're doing well, then then they'll come back. Um, and I think that's what the committee and stuff and everybody's trying to kind of get the, the community kind of all bought into it and back in together. And I think as well, obviously it's this time of year where everybody's trying to re-sign their players. The run you guys have been on, I don't think there's any problem about guys wanting to stay for another year, especially if you go up to the Premier League. Well, we that was one that was one thing after Christmas we were on at the committee to, to, to try and no being ahead of the game or anything. We were saying we we're going to go up, but we were trying to get a budget, you know, a good budget, a worst case, bad case if we didn't win the league game because we wanted to sign these boys. We, we need to, if, if we didn't, we made it very clear that these boys would be signed up by somebody else, so we've managed to speak to everybody, um, and I think I think we're losing one. I'll no name names. I think we're losing one out of the full squad, um, and everybody else agreed it's been on. We've managed to get it, the deals done, signed, and it's it's been released on social media and stuff. So we're we're over the moon with that, um, absolutely over the moon. We'll we'll take that squad and look to add kind of a couple to it as well. Um, and now we're we're over the moon with that, absolutely over the moon. And when you look at that squad. I know it's hard to say because you didn't know this season how you were going to fare, but do you think going in and playing against, I'm, I'm presuming that, you know, Darvels and that will still be in the Premier League next year, I don't know who's going to win that league or go up, and do you think, you know, trying to compete in there is going to be a, a tough ask, or do you think there's a, enough in the locker to to compete? Oh, no, oh, it's definitely a tough, it's a tough ask to go and compete with, with, with Darvels, I know, I know Michael and that well. Uh, I know some of the players I've got, and obviously I've played against the Talbot teams of the year. I know Murdy. I know a lot of the Pollock boys. We we are going to, as we said earlier. We think we can go and compete. We, we can we can compete with anybody on Murdy, but that up, up there is a it's a good level. It's a good level. level. It's a good level. I've been up there. I played up there. It's a good level. Without sounding over cocky, I fancy our boys against any team. I really do. I'd, if you don't even be trying to drum it into your boys, if you see if you don't fancy yourself to beat anybody. I think there's something seriously wrong. You you've got to get there and think that you're better than that one guy you're marking. Um, but they they are some good teams. Cowan's a good side. Truna flying that they're all they're good. Ben Bob who who we beat earlier in the season who made a great result against Ben Bob. I think it finished five one. But Ben Bob, I, I looked at the last couple of weeks and I've said to Marky and that in the way home for training and stuff. I'm going. I think Ben Bob no no he jinxed them. They've, I feel that they're under in the last couple of weeks. They've beat Bankies. They beat. I think it was um, who else they beat? Port they beat. Cool. Uh, they, they, they won a couple of big games and it's took them I think that's maybe enough to, to take them away from that danger zone and they were, they've were they been flying um, it's a tough league up there even the bottom ones the, the ones that are doing their fighting like your Glen Afton's not oh, good good sides it's, uh, it's a different level but one that I think our boys can embrace and uh, and definitely got there and did ourselves lots of justice and, and again we touched on it last week that Certainly a tough league this year with seven teams getting relegated out. It isn't that you wouldn't want to be in there this year. No, definitely not. Um, we we looked at the leagues as well, and you, you look at that's how we want to get out of your, your kind of confidence as well because you're looking at the championship next year. It's so it's so going to be called. 
you're looking at the seven coming down and then you're looking at the, the second, third and fourth for the conferences. Now, the, that's going to be a hard, hard league to get out of. Um, if you're looking at just now, like for your league, it's going to be us, Shots, Whitlets, so just, and possibly Craig Mark, Mary Hill, and about that. And then the other conferences, you're going to have just Canvas Lang, St. Caddox, Gart Cairn, St. Rocks, Neilston, Drumchattle, Peters Hill. Now, that, they're going to be, that's going to be a hard, hard league. So no, we, we don't really want any part of that either. Uh, we'd rather be up. Yeah, big one. <laughs> I think I even think maybe even next week we'll get Kenny Young on. Uh, if if Kenny's available, if you're listening, Kenny, we might get you on. <laughs> if he's listening, of course he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll maybe get Kenny on because we again we looked at the the bottom division with the 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 new teams coming in as well and how that's going to work because I, I again I looked at it and I'm thinking to myself that could be the hard that bottom division could be the hardest league in Europe in Europe to get out of Gareth because. It depends if they're going to split it to an A and a B and, yep. and, and they play off at the top. You could be in there for 30 years and never get out. No, I've still not even, I've still <laughs> even picked up uh, on the bottom league. Like the bottom, I've got uh, they're going to work I, it. I just think, I, I can't remember, was it, was it 24 teams? I'm thinking, and I looked at it again because we spoke about it last week and I think to myself, if that's going to be split into two, an A and a B, and the top two have to go to a playoff to get out into the next. Honestly, there's, there's going to be teams in there forever. Is that what's, is that? Well, I think that was muted at one time. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that there was a league meeting. Uh, obviously, because I'm out of touch, I don't get the I don't get the minutes anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but I'd, I'd definitely be interested if we can get Kenny on to see if we can clear that up because uh, I, would, I would hate to be in there. No. No, definitely not. If that's going to be the kind of situation, um, I think Kenny's got a bit of a job on towards the end of the season as well. We fit all these fixtures in as well. He's going. To have. Well, we, we, we talking about Mick Kennedy. Mick's very. Uh, he, he likes a tweet, uh, and I seen a tweet he put out this week. I think he's even worried about mm-hmm. how how they're going to get all the fixtures in. Mm-hmm. The flip side to that is then there's a couple of teams. I think Kirk Rovers. Uh, I think they've only got two games left. Uh, I think they play Royal Albert and New Mains. Right and. So their season could be over really, really quick. But we look at the parks in November, December, January, February is whether they're going to be able to get those two. And they've got the Astro tough, but I, th- I think possibly the two games are away from home. So it's whether they're going to be able to get them because they could be idle for a few weeks before, but you know, before they they, they do that. So Kenny certainly has got his hands full. So actually, I think maybe we will contact him see if we can Aye. get him on. I'm sure he'll contact us <laughs> if you're listening, Kenny. <laughs> you, you mentioned Craig that that people were saying Conference A is the easy conference. You might be biased when you answer this question, but what have you thought of, number one, the new West of Scotland setup, and number two, the conference system that's being used to to sort of formulate the leagues for next season? Uh, well, I think He's it's unbeaten. He's <laughs> unbeaten. It's the best thing that's ever happened. I, I, I can't see many complaints coming down the line here. Yeah, can you pull? Absolutely. Yeah. Best thing that's ever happened to Scottish uh, football. No, no I, I think I think it's the, what they've done to, to try and kind of sort itself out is, is a good thing and it's a bad thing because we've been speaking to kind of committee members at, at clubs, I'll no name in case they, that they were talking about they're doing really well in conferences, but they don't want to do that well because they can't afford to be in the right. championship next year yep. so I'm no name names of clubs but I spoke to committees and stuff and oh name it, names no, oh, come, come on, on come on it's one of your studio and Kenny there's a lot of teams I think that financially it, it's no good for and a lot of teams in all like, like you'll say in Unreal Division we'll say like like Solcoats we spoke to Finlay Friday week and teams like that are, they, they can't 
they can't can come quick enough for them for it to sort itself through because they're, they're, they're playing teams that they would never play every week and, it, and it's not really fair that I think they're the loss and blows left, right and centre because they're not doing too well. I've been that soldier, Craig. Well, <laughs> 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 I, 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 I'll, I'll use the soul coach. <laughs> 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 but uh, well, you, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. It's, 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 uh, it's to be a leveller. You need, yeah. you need to be competing every week to make Definitely. it to make it interesting for everybody. Definitely. But if you if you're trying to bring boys in, like you're the image, if you're trying to bring boys in to to compete and, and try and win the games, and that, you've got to just, you've got to be playing boys around about that level. It's no it's use, no disrespect. Uh, obviously, we know that the financial restraints on teams and it bring allows other teams to do stuff. There, there's no, there's no point in so say new men's playing, Paul, po- uh, not so much Paul, po- Gartcairn, and St Rock, or all, all that. Every because it's not going to end favourably, is it? It's really no unless you get yourself in uh, unforeseen circumstances a great group of amateurs or twenty ones or something out, out the blue. I think, I think Bosley Royal Albert done it a couple of years ago. You maybe know better than me. They, they, I don't know where they got the players for, but I think they won the league a couple of years ago. Did they know? Royal Albert. Who, Royal Albert, they did. Aye, they, uh, they, they, uh, they, they, they had a crowd of boys uh, who were just a bunch of pals, and they did, and they won the league aye. Uh, under Nizzy and Dolsey, aye, and, mm-hmm. they, and, they, and they got up, aye. That's right. And, yeah. and got up and survived the second second year, mm-hmm. uh, and I think then it got stopped for through COVID. And I think it's fell apart. And I, think, it. I think then, it was new, I think they've had two new managers since then, because obviously... Uh, the guys from there then obviously went on to take on the Thornywood job. They're, they're um, doing really well flying, again. Aren't flying, they're doing brilliantly. Uh, absolutely, brilliant. absolutely brilliant. So, I, I, it's proof that he can get out of it, but they, they've now found themselves in the, in the reverse of that. And yep. You need a bit of luck. Like other teams, they need, to, they need to, to go in there and compete with teams round about Aye. them. No, I think it certainly makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Definitely, but as I say, I think on the, on the, the question of the conferencing, I think that's the only way they really could sort it out. And as I say, it's no nice for some teams, um, but it will... Hopefully it'll going to sort itself out at the end of this year. Um, aye, aye. And, and just um, the last part of this this section, I guess, just take us into that into that Arthurly dressing room. Who who are the boys who match days are the loudest? Are the ones who keep the spirits up? The ones who set the standards and uh, the moaners? And um, we'll come on to moaners later, actually, because I, I think I've I read somewhere. I think you like you liked a good moan or two back in the day, but we'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> Uh, but in in terms of your dressing room, tell us a bit more about that. No, uh, our dressing room, we we try to we try to build that. We always we all believe that you need to have a good dressing room. You, they, they, it needs to be a good dressing room. I think that's genuinely half a battle. You can have some of the best football players in the world see, uh, and, and the level. See if they don't kind of get on each other, and it's no good. I, I think it goes against you. I've always believed that. I've been lucky enough to always play when it was be Peter's Hall, Glencairn. Always, always good changing rooms. Always good changing rooms. Um, we've got a lot of boys. Um, a lot of we kind of, they're all, they're all kind of. Like I wouldn't even say any kind of stand out kind of joker wise or blah blah. They, they just, they all have a laugh. They all kind of, they're good boys. We deals, we deals. I mean, the kind of the quiet man, but when he gets gone, he's he's a kind of quite funny wee guy. So he is. Um, <laughs> but there's a few. You've just got wee Tam McGawkey who just. Farts in the dressing room, absolutely stinking. Um, There's always one, isn't there? Aye, and then you've got a kind of a lot of the younger ones quiet. You've got a lot of experienced boys, Layden and stuff, Lance Pierce. Um, You'll also have the keyboard gangster in the in the group chat as well, who says nothing in the changing room, but when it comes to giving it out on the old group chat, there's always a keyboard. <laughs> and I'm and I'll say Andrew McKenzie, who Maka, who <laughs> who was with us at New Mains. Honest to God, he's a lawyer, very intelligent guy. Wouldn't hear him in, in training, 
a savage, absolute savage when they come to a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got we've got a few. Well, talk about group chat. We've got a boy Lee Rolston who I I don't even think he knows how to work his phone. See, so try to get a hold of the boy. <laughs> what what a fuck up player, but see, so try to get a hold of him. Uh, we've got ones like Gabby and that who like a laugh, but no, we. All your boys can give and take it. It's a uh, it's it's a really really good changing room. Um, I think they're all in a wee bit of the kind of having a laugh, having a bam up and stuff. But uh, I know that they, they all they're all good and they're all they all mix well together. It's good. My name's Chris Jane and I'm the Cohen and Rangers manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Arthurly assistant manager Craig Palmer is with us. Uh, well, we've talked about at the club, Craig. Um, we we'll kind of look look at your your career, um, you know, playing and then moving into coaching. Uh, left back back in those 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 uh, long and distant back uh, in the day. days. <laughs> aye, aye. Tell us a bit about your playing days. Uh, I mean, you had a few clubs we've mentioned: Rather Glen Glen Ken, Beath, Arthurly, Peters Hill, Rob Roy as well. I think I had a wee short spell at Rob Roy uh, after I broke my ankle with Glen Cairn. Um I was with Wally Parson and Scott Smith at Glen Cairn. Yeah, we won the league and got promoted, and I think they ended up leaving. And going to Peter's Hill the next year, and they took kind of more or less the same team. Uh, I missed about eight months with my ankle. I got injured. We played a friendly against the Junior Scotland. Uh, I just jumped up to clear the ball, and when I landed, just dislocated it backwards and snapped it. So that wasn't very nice. But uh, I, John Richardson, got in touch with me, um, and I, I think Stephen McNeil, the goalkeeper, was up there at the time. It was I was Palaway, who was who played was at Glencairn, and uh, John he asked me to come up and kind of help me out fitness wise and stuff and. Uh, done lots of stuff so I spent a wee, a wee short spell up there before I, I moved on to Peters Hall again um, but I know I've, I've been lucky I've played for a lot of good clubs Beef was my, my first junior club uh, was was a great club I've I, I generally still to this day I can't have a bad word to say about Beef. it was it was brilliant uh, it was a good learning experience for me as well I was in with a lot of good players um, with a good good side like we sniffer we Kenny McLean who's still gone and absolutely flying up there uh, I think actually think Kenny's older than me <laughs> Um, Why'd they call me Snuffer? I, I don't know. I do, I do not know that one. <laughs> uh, but no, he was a good player. I played with. Uh, we we had a good side. Andy Reid up front. Beaver were a good good side. To Martin McGarvey, who Martin was about thirty-seven, thirty-eight when I when I joined. I, I think I might be doing my disservice. I think, but what? I guess you've got early age wrong as well. <laughs> what what a football player this guy was. Um, you know, got a, we've made here than him. Aye, that's a good point. Aye, that's a good point. Just, I <laughs> <Aye>, just. <laughs> uh, but no, I was lucky. Beat Beaver. It was was a great club, and then I went to Glencairn. Uh, great, great club as well. We had a lot of good players there as well, uh, and then moved on to Peters Hall, where we had lots of good years again. Good, good players before. Kind of had a wee fall out with my wee pal, wee Willie Patterson, uh, and Paul. Obviously, Paul Kelly, who was there at the time, who just passed. He was a Great guy as well, so he was an absolute great guy. Um, and then moved on to Athley. Um, no, it's I think I've honestly I've, I've not had a bad thing to say about any of the clubs I played at. It was I was very very lucky and very fortunate to play for kind of the big bigger clubs like that. And I think I think I always at every club I was at, we always won something, which which was a, a good and a lucky thing as well. So it's not I've, when I look back on it, it's 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 been it's been great. It's been really really good and then fortunate enough to get the job. Um, Athlete and you know, restraining the coaching after I retired, which is which is massive because as a lot of better coaches at the time and managers than me, and who had done nothing basically apart from my playing career, um, and for us to get the chance to, to go in there, I, I think obviously, hopefully, we can see that we're 
what we've done and working our pain back and it's, it's been good faith that they've put in us uh, hopefully we finish the job but no it's been very lucky playing and coaching wise it's been it's been excellent you mentioned about being fortunate to win things would the would the west of scotland cups be in 2009 arthur Lee, 2015 would they be the the highlights the days that you kind of treasure the most maybe yeah, well, I actually wanted to be the early doors, but I actually never played in the final. We beat uh, we beat Alton Lake, and I was on the bench, and never got on. Uh, raging, raging, raging. Had you played every round up to that? I'd played, I, I'd played a good few to be fair, I. But it was again. Was the manager playing it that day? <sighs> now nah, we had. I think we had we Craigie Britton, um, who came in for Dumbarton, and Craigie was a he was a good player. He was a good player as well, uh, and I was a kind of young boy at the time as well. You're sitting there in the right mood. Oh, I definitely. Why, why would you know? If I'm telling my oh, boys in the right it, mood. Oh, I, oh, I. But it, it was Never made even up. Even the shirt on shin pads <laughs> next day. It was. Uh, it made up for it when we went back to be after it, and uh, you see that community and in and out the pubs in the place when they when they won. And I think I left the year after that, and they went on to win the league. Uh, but they were a good side. It was well deserved. I think Frank chucked it, and we Johnny took the job, who was kind of assistant at the time. I'm in con and. It was well deserved. They were a good side and good people, and uh, I'm I'm actually kind of happy that we've kind of went and done well because they were they were a great great club, great club. I mentioned Mona's <coughs> in the Arthurly dressing room, but I did see a comment from your time at Peters Hill. Um, Paul Woods wasn't too complimentary about you and said that uh, <laughs> I think it was one of these Q and As, and he was asked who the biggest Mona's were, and. Uh, Sounded like you were right up there. Would that be would that be fair? Were you a guy who oh, uh, liked a good moan? Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I was I was one of the moanest guys, about, definitely. <laughs> and I say that to the boys when they're, when they're coaching and stuff because we have got a lot of moaners to be fair. Um, I was I was a moaner. I, I wasn't I wasn't into my the, the fitness side of the, of the game. <laughs> I, I just wanted to play football. Uh, and when anything training wise or fitness wise, I defended any day anything. I mean, I moaned, but it was always in the right way. It was never I wasn't. Bad about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was a moaner. I loved a moan. Still do love a moan. The wife and the wains don't like it either. Uh, but I, we've got a few. We've got a few in our dressing room. Uh, who, who reminds me of me? We had noodles, noodles. Callum Nolan moans for it. Absolutely, just moans. You could get. He could say he wants to come to train and play football, and you give him football, and he moans. That he's playing football. He just moans. <laughs> uh, Darren Ramsey, Gary Smith, my, my mate. It's oh, just. We've got a lot of moaners, but the, the, to be fair, when you ask him to do it, and they do it. It's just the way football is, and isn't successful it? Successful moans, yeah, it's just yeah, moans. But noodles, noodles is uh, honestly hate to be his missus, just moans. <laughs> <laughs> and we're obviously having a a bit of a laugh there. But um, take us back to November two thousand and sixteen. Um, you mentioned earlier on that you were injured. Um, you know, at, at your work and how much. It's an obvious question. I mean, tell tell us what happened and and how it affected your football. Oh, that was hard. That was an uh, accident at work. Uh, I got crushed in between two vans, uh, broke my pelvis, uh, was in intensive care with kind of internal damages and stuff. Uh, aye, that was a hard time. Uh, wife had just, uh, just a one-year-old a one year old kid as well at the time. Uh, they told the wife, kind of, not even, I don't know, they told the wife it wasn't looking good, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but as I say, I keep saying I'm, I'm a positive guy. I, I, I always have been, even with all the doctors and everything. I'm back taking a. I'm back and I, I got back playing. I didn't get back playing to the kind of the, the level I was at, but I got back playing. I get back doing what I'm doing. I've had another kid, so I just look, I just try and look at the. I know we're asking about the positive sides of it, um, but it was it was a horrible time. It took me, it took me ages to get back. I didn't ever think I was going to kind of get back. There was talk I might not be able to walk right. I might not be able to do this, do that. But as I say, touch wood. Um, I've I'm back and it's 
it was a bad accident and but I had a lot of I had a lot of help for you. I know they all say that everybody around me and everybody was great and um I, I go back and I, I just try and kinda of put it behind me now. I try not even a lot of the doctors have said to us about thinking about do you want to do this and talk about it and like, I don't really like to talk about it. I'm I'm good. Uh, I don't need to talk about it and I just move on. Um but it was it was a it was a hard time for me and the family. Uh but I came out the other side. I was a very lucky boy, so did did the football Two parts, I guess. Number one, not being able to play football through that spell must have been a big part of your, you know, your kind of your frustrations. I guess I know you also had more important things to worry about as well. But did the football help you through it as well, in a sense, as well in the football community? Oh, definitely. I had, as you know, what it's like when even you get with injuries. I had texts, Facebooks, I had Everton galore. I had people. Kegs was my manager at the time. Stevie Kerrigan used to come up and see me at the house and stuff boys would always say my, my pals around me as well it was football was I've played football for I was young height so uh, football's your kind of life it will never change I think there's a lot of guys you, you tell the wife I know even if you're if your football's off on a Saturday you're going <laughs> to watch football you're, you're, you're no going shopping are you so just, just I think you've been there Paul haven't you <laughs> again I've been that soldier I'm that soldier <laughs> um, but no football's your life and, it, and, it, and it, you get back as I say I think that no, I think it did. The the accident finished. I was probably on the way out anyway, to be fair, uh, with the fitness wise. But it, it finished me off. Uh, and I'm at Glencairn, Wally Harvey, and Joe, who I'll be grateful to as well again at Glencairn. They allowed me to come back in and uh, use the physio Andy Piper, who was brilliant with me. Uh, got me back, kind of to where I was. I mean, I can still I can still play, but I, I get so too sore and stuff. But they they helped me back, and I, everybody as only quite everybody was just great to me, and uh, it was just it's just good to be back, kind of walking and knowing that I can go a run and I can kind of play fives for 40 minutes if I want to even though I'll still be sorted the Thursday after um, but I it's just it's just, just a luck again I'll say it again I'm just a lucky boy and, and it's uh, the help I had was, was excellent to come out intensive care I mean that's and you know and to get back to where you are and you said you had a kid so the old boy's working as well, well. So, aye, so well I hope that's well. more important than the football so. it? <laughs> <laughs> but I not have another kid and that was uh, it was brilliant it's it, it can place it's your, it's your family and that's, that's when football kind of goes out the window we, we, when you talk about your family um, but I know it was to, to, to kind of know we had a laugh there but to, to I mean it could have been so easy that a lot of people weren't as fortunate it's me with the accident and stuff so I so no I'm very grateful and I'm very lucky and to this day I still thank everybody that uh, was there for me and helped me and I mean I mean it, you kind of it, it seems like you're almost like you're talking underplaying what you've been through there a little bit you know it's, it's very easy to say to speak as you've done but mm -hmm. must have been dark days at, at times as well and 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 just how how did you get through those days? You know, was it was it a mental battle as much as the sort of the physical battle a little bit? A bit of both, but I'm as I said before, I, I'm no a I'm not a doom and gloom person. Mm. I'm really no. Uh, I think I've got to say, obviously, to the wife as well. She she had a one year old while working, yeah. while trying to keep my spirits up and stuff as well. So she played Tough. a massive part. She was massive, and the wife is she's like we got on really well. She had a good laugh and her trying to keep me kind of up, and then just my pals being around about me as well. And I I, I do I do underplay it. I do underplay it, but at the end of the day, I, I keep going back to it. I, I'm not. I don't dwell on things. Mm. I don't do if I've got a problem. Even if I fought with somebody, if we go football, kind of ways. If I fought with somebody at football, I'll, I'll speak to them after the game. I'll speak to. Them. I, I, I needs to be quashed straight away. I, I'm no way the guys that, that lets kind of kind of things lie. Like I'm just positive. I just I, 
you're only here once, and yeah, I know it's in, you're only here once, and there's, there's no time even with all this kind of COVID crap. I know, I know it's serious stuff, but if it ever teaches you you're only here once and to be positive, then I know I was before that, and I think that that's the kind of mantra: just just be positive and just get on with it. Um, can, can you remember <coughs> talking in the positive side that first game you went to after after coming out of intensive care and being able to walk again, and, and just how much how I, much that gave to you, if you like, and and how much. I don't know. You came away feeling positive because it was you were back amongst what you loved. Definitely, it was. I remember the game. It was Rutherglen Glencairn against Shettleson at Shettleson, and uh, my pal Ryan McArdle, who's was a good pal. I mean, he he um, he was playing, but he was injured at the time, and uh, I went to watch that game, and I stood at the side with him, um, and I just just being back in about it, and then I, I just kind of said to myself, and then obviously see taking doctors' advice and stuff that I had to wait to my time, but try to get in because I had to learn to run again. I know it sounds weird, but I was like kind of. Baby donkey, the, the first try to run, I was kind of all, all over the place. But uh, I just fit, fit boys, fit boys your life in it. It's uh, whether you're watching it, playing it. Uh, if you grow up with it, then it, it's your life. And I it helped massively to give me something to, to focus on to know that I think at the time it was a lot of midweek games coming in. It was a midweek game, and I was getting to go and watch kind of Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, well, try to do my wee thing and stuff. I had to get people. Obviously, again, the Ryan was, was coming, boys were coming and getting me and driving me places and stuff like that as well. So, no, it, everybody was brilliant and, and getting back to football was was, was brilliant. It, I think I think that helped me massively, Garify, mm. massively. Uh, as I say, with the wife doing the stuff and uh, keeping me kind of on my toes in the house and, and trying to keep me upbeat. Um, and then just me being the way I kind of am, just always saying, right, I'm, I'm going to get better, I'm, I'm going to be able to what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I might, I might well know, but... I kept telling myself I was, <laughs> and uh, I was as I say I was lucky enough that that I got back. And, and how do you how do you learn to walk again? Was it like ten yards today, twenty yards next week, you know, tomorrow, and and just you had to kind of take it day by day uh, that uh, way and uh, just keep pushing it further and further? It was a weird situation. It was like trying to trust trust your legs. Like when I came off the crutches and I'm going just walk, you'll be fine. And I'm going and you, you know, that way you're going to put your leg down, yeah. but you, you feel as if it won't take your weight. I just had to kind of it was like a kind of mental barrier I had to go over just to trust myself and then just take kind of small baby. I got really as you'd expect. I got really tired because I'd sat on the couch for basically kind of four or five months. Um, you get really tired very quickly, but again you get your your kind of fitness back quite sharp as long as you're working at it as well. Um, it was just it was just a mental thing. It was trusting trusting my body. The doctors were telling me my body and my legs were okay and my hip was okay, um, and just just using that trust and, and kind of going for there. And what what level of football? I know you said you can still play a bit. Is that fives or is that just a bit of a kickabout with the boys? Or? Uh, it would be fives or like maybe if I if I join in training with the boys, if I, if a man drops out for kind of ten twenty minutes or something, but I, I can't do. It. I'm in agony for I'm in agony for days. After was there a mental barrier to get over? getting back out on that pitch to make sure that you could do that as well, even though you were, you know, like the first tackle or the first header or the first challenge or... At, at the time with Glencairn, it was that, but I think I got through it because I'd been through the, the injury with my ankle before as ah, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it was a mental thing that the doctors told me my ankle wouldn't break again and it was, it was, it'd be stronger and I'd be fine. And once you always get told, you tell boys, once you get through that first tackle, that's you, you're away. We've got a kind of similar situation just now with your boy Connor Bradley. Uh, boy Gummy, my left, well left back, excellent football player, absolutely excellent. Got a bad injury at Mabel at the start of the season. It was uh, a horrific tackle. Uh, he's an absolute machine. He's back, ready to play, uh, unbelievable. Uh, he's played. He's came on. He came on the other week for us. Uh, he's been playing for our twenties, and I keep telling. I, I feel I'm in the right position to give him 
kind of advice because I've been there uh, and he's saying he's kind of sore and stuff and that's what I've just been saying to him you're going to be sore I, I still get sore just now in my ankle and my ankle was kind of when I was a 24 my ankle was about 10, 12 years ago uh, I keep saying to him it'll, it'll be sore you just need to get through it and know that it's fine um, so I, it's been good to kind of try and help him slightly but he's he's absolutely fine uh, and can't wait to get him back as well um, aye no it's, it's aye and during that time when you couldn't play was that when you, you kind of were looking at thinking coaching might be the next best thing oh definitely definitely I always wanted to be involved as we spoke about it I, I, I don't want to go shopping on a Saturday <laughs> uh, and, and, and if I don't do that I'm going to the pub to put a coupon and watch a football <laughs> uh, which she wouldn't be happy about so I think I can go to football and then maybe nick a wee one in the pub I, think, after yeah, it. I think we love the same life <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I know it's uh, I, I'm going to come in and my wife said the audacity to actually book an overnight on Saturday have you had words? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it was part of, part of my Christmas, do you know what I mean? But what would have happened? Would you accept that, Craig? The wife putting something on a Saturday? She tough didn't one, it, man. That's a tough one. If it's a Christmas one, but she's got you, isn't she? Ah, she's, she's got, got you. Me. <laughs> but I did say, truthfully, she'll tell you that. You speak to Mrs Davis. She, I, I said to her, what would have happened if uh, I was still at the football? She's looked at me. I know that, that blank, vacant look. Well, I've kind of Craig's uh, nodding. He's had that blank. We've done a couple of ones. On, we've done my bed and on a Friday a couple of times now, and I've, oh. I've shot away in the Friday morning to go to uh, the Saturday morning to go to football. Uh, so you've got to kind of play it that way. But uh, aye, no, the coach coaching was 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 all. And can you say I had a, I wanted to always coach coach. I just wanted to always be involved in football. Um, but I think the more the season goes on, and I, I'm really really enjoying it. I think I'm lucky as well that. I say no disrespect, I've got a kind of calibre of player that, that we've got, um, which makes it easier. Um and and it's just it's just very it's been very enjoyable. Uh, and I it's kinda took my mind away from the fact I retired about two years ago, uh, to get kind of straight into this. Uh, and and it just took my mind off it and it's just been it's just been it's been excellent. Uh, the boys are absolutely flying and it's just a joy to be part of it with them. Uh, and hopefully they, they go and finish the job and it'll be a a really good start to the, the old coaching career, eh? And and where do you want to go? I mean, I know, not kind of taking you away from Arthur Lee anytime soon, but is it is it giving you a taste for management one day, or are you quite happy being an assistant? You know, and um, like I say, not saying you're going to leave this this year, next year, or the year after, but would you quite fancy being your own man at one one point in the future? It's a it's a hard one. Uh, as I say, that's why when we we kind of got the job. Um, I, we mean Ryan and that spoke and George was in and Rab and we didn't really at that stage I, I'm going I don't know if I want to be a manager and I'm happy to coach and uh, but Anthony Gaffer's come in and done a great job and kind of helped us along the way and stuff uh, I think um, you, you would never say never will you but I, 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 I like the I like training the kind of coaching the boys training them having a laugh with the boys I think the manager's got to be I know he can be like that but I think the manager's got to be kind of a wee bit to the side he's got to be the bad guy isn't he uh, makes decisions with the team says the bad things, stuff like that. So I I'll never say never. Uh, I'm just I'm just really enjoying what I'm doing now and, and lucky to, to be doing it at, at such a good club with such kind of good players. Begs the question, Paul. Were you the bad guy? Who kicks a tactic board? <laughs> did you kick a tactic board? I did. I did. Last game. Put a hole in it. Was that when you knew enough was enough? That's when I knew enough was enough. See? 
<laughs> Hi, I'm Gordon Moffat. I'm the manager of Clyde Bank, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Before we finish up, we'll clear up the Down the Divisions decider, right? We'll see if Paul and uh, and Craig, they both uh, were talking pretty confidently at the start of the show there, so we'll just uh, see how... Uh, how good they really are here. So, as a reminder, uh, Craig's shaking his head. Oh, it's a guess to me. I was getting on. Oh, he's, back, he's backtracking <laughs> now. He's backtracking, isn't he? It. Oh, Paul's confident, right? Ready to close out. Have you looked over my shoulder? Oh, is there an answer on there? Well, it might be. Oh, I've not seen that. Uh, this week, I'm looking for the club whose first ground was owned by an Ayrshire colliery. The first game at their new ground in 1960 was kicked off by ex Liverpool and Scotland star Ian St. John. Their first Scottish Junior Cup final appearance was also the first All Ayrshire final. And they lifted the f- their first of two Junior Cups in 1993 when their manager was ex Scotland goalie Alan Ruff. Right, before oh, he's you jump trying to in, jump in, he's trying to look No, I, I, think, I think they won it. The guy that signed, well, I guess I'm going to go with the guy that signed me for Affoli was the manager. Sophie? So who, who, who so are you asking me a question here no, or are you no, telling me? My, my guess my, You're right. my guess gone often. Yeah. Paul? Yep, gone often. Yep. Ten out of ten boys. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> have I have I gone soft? Have I been given the uh, easy who clues did, now? Who did Ian St. John play for? Before, right, well, like, before he played for uh, Motherwell. Before he played for Motherwell. I knew he played in the juniors, didn't he? he play, I'm sure he played for Douglas Water Thistle. I'm sure. I might be wrong. Never even heard of him. Now who's showing his age? (laughs) Uh, Just to run through that, their first ground that was owned by an Ayrshire colliery was Connell Park. um, And the old Ayrshire Cup final was 1963. They lost to Irvine Meadow 2-1. They lost, they they took the lead. They missed a penalty. Um, There were over 21,000 fans watching, which uh, wasn't bad going, was it? Um, and when they lifted the, the first of the two junior cups, uh, they beat Tayport one nil at uh, Firhill. So, no, well done. You've done done well there this week, uh, Paul. Um, I'm clearly going too soft with these clues. I'll have to make them tougher. <laughs> no, as soft as one you got last week. Oh, well, that was up to Jeez. you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I did, well, I didn't get it. I don't, you never. So it wasn't soft enough. Dafty. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, thanks for thanks for joining us this week. Really enjoyed having you in the studio here at Glasgow Girls, and appreciate you you coming in. Um, well done on the season so far and uh, good luck with trying to keep that going and uh, taking the club back up to where it belongs. No, thanks very much for having us. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you very much. Enjoyed it in here, Paul, with this studio? It's brilliant, isn't it? The, the guys at Glasgow Girls have done absolutely fantastic. And again, I'll reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show. If anybody wants to be part of this as a volunteer within their media academy, obviously a team that's been accepted now into the new league structure. So get in touch. Thanks to for uh, our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com if you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer, or video editor. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to, or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Com, or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment, which helps others find us, and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions. Down the Divisions.